0: Welcome to the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast. If you're just a beginning gardener or you want good gardening information, well, you've come to the right spot. If this is the year that you start your vegetable garden from seeds, you have some choices to make before too long. Which tomato, pepper, squash, melon, eggplant, and okra variety should you be planting We talk with vegetable expert and master gardener Gail Pothauer about the All-America vegetable selections that have been the top performers for her and other master gardeners. And we'll have a review of the cool season All-America selections vegetable varieties that did well. Plus a preview of the enticing new 2022 vegetable seed varieties that'll be available this year okra did i say okra well if for no other reason you'll want to grow it for its beautiful flowers we'll explain we're podcasting from barking dog studios here in the beautiful Abutilon jungle in suburban purgatory it's the garden basics with farmer fred podcast brought to you today by smart pots and dave wilson nursery and we'll do it all in under 30 minutes let's go you may be making decisions around now about what to plant in your warm season vegetable garden. Maybe you're having some interesting luck or no luck at all with your cool season vegetable garden if you're lucky enough to live in an area where you can grow them. Well, let's talk about some winners. And we're talking about the All America Selections winner. All America Selections winners is a nonprofit national company that trials seeds from coast to coast. All America Selections has been around since the 1930s. So if you go to their website, uh, allamericaselections.org, you can find a list that goes back almost 100 years of good seeds to try in your summer vegetable garden and your winter vegetable garden as well. We are looking at some beautiful, mature, cool season All-America Selections winners here at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center with our favorite veg head, master gardener, Gail Pothour. Gail, we are standing in front of what is my favorite charred variety, which happens to be an AAS winner, the Bright Lights.
1: Mm, Bright Lights, we grow it every year. It's gorgeous. They will have stems that are yellow, white, pink, orange, kind of purple, deep red, and it's just a fabulous crop. Big leaves. It makes it through the winter. Um, You can grow it year round if you have it in sort of a protected site in the summer. It tends to not bolt too easily, but they're just gorgeous. Big glossy leaves. If you like chard, it's a great variety.
0: Yeah, the charred bright lights. It is an All America Selections winner. And I see some uh, lettuce and kale varieties here too that are AAS winners. The Prism. Tell us about that. It's a kale variety.
1: It is a kale variety. It's uh, small. It's curly leaf and kind of compact. Doesn't get too large like some of the kales. It's got tender leaves, so it's um, very tasty if you like to eat kale. Um, be good for kale chips if you make those. But we like it because it's pretty reliable. It makes it through the winter. It likes the cold. It's slow to bolt, so um, it won't go into summer, but, you know, the temperatures we have in late winter, early spring should be okay.
0: One tip for picking out kale, if you want to eat the kale, choose the green leaf varieties, the the multicolored varieties, the ornamental kale, a little bit more bitter, but a green variety like this prism uh, is probably quite tasty.
1: It is. Um, Other varieties can have some purple coloration on it, which makes them more ornamental. But the prism, while it's just all green, since it's so curly and compact, it really makes a, a pretty ornamental, actually.
0: Exactly. Well Let's walk down the row here of the beautiful raised beds at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center in Fair Oaks, California. Fair Oaks Horticulture Center is a project of the Sacramento County Master Gardeners, and it is a working garden. The Master Gardeners volunteer out here to grow vegetables and ornamentals and fruit trees. It's really a beautiful sight. Oh, and also a wonderful drought-tolerant perennial garden as well. But uh, you ought to come visit it uh, next time you're in Fair Oaks, California, or make it a part of your trip to Sacramento when you come to the area. What about some of the other cool season vegetables that you trialed here that are AAS winners? What? How about some lettuce varieties?
1: Yeah, the lettuce that we grow every year is buttercrunch. It's an old uh, variety. Well, not too old, but from 1963, it was a winner. So I guess it's pretty old. It's younger than us. That's right. It's uh, kind of soft leaves. It's a bib type, so it's not crunchy like a romaine, but it makes these huge rosette head so it's really popular and then another one that is really good is bronze beauty I think it's also called bronze arrowhead Um, the leaves are an arrowhead shape and the color is this deep red color it's an old variety really old variety from 1947 and it's one of my favorites I grow it every year at home too those have all been harvested and we no longer have those in the garden
0: So the Bronze Beauty lettuce variety, is that considered a leaf lettuce?
1: It's uh, an oak leaf, so the shape of the leaf actually looks like an oak tree leaf, if you're familiar with that, kind of jagged. Um, It's not really crunchy like a romaine, but it's crunchier than a bib lettuce. So the butter crunch is real soft, the Bronze Beauty has a little more structure to it. And it's a beautiful rosette with the purpley-red colors.
0: I asked that just to differentiate it from head lettuces, which are harvested a bit differently with leaf lettuces, you can just go out and pick off the older leaves.
1: right. Um, head lettuces don't do that well in our climate here in Sacramento because we're a little too warm. they they want to bolt. they, you know, they don't they want to open up, so you don't have that dense head. The leaf lettuces, We like to grow in our climate because we can harvest either the whole plant or pick off leaves at a time.
0: That's right. So for USDA Zone 9, the leaf lettuce is a better variety to grow if you want to eat them. But really, if you want to attract pollinators to your garden, you could grow head lettuce varieties let them bolt let them flower and watch the good guys come in
1: that's right and that's what we often do with cool season crops when they bolt right now we have some kale that's bolting and we'll let them flower to attract pollinators
0: People right now are thinking about their summer vegetable garden and what they're going to be growing. And again, the All-America Selections winner is a good guide to help you select that. What are some of the previous warm season vegetables that you've grown here in USDA Zone 9 in Sacramento that have done well?
1: How much time do we have? Because we have grown a lot, um, especially a couple of years ago, the entire vegetable garden here where. All America selection varieties. So we had nine raised beds of just AAS winners. Now we just try to incorporate maybe one bed or do them throughout the garden so we don't do quite as many. But last year we did a huge number of sweet peppers. We kind of eliminated the chilies last year because they weren't quite that popular for the food bank where we take a lot of our produce. So we did a lot of sweet peppers and the big winners we're orange blaze, which is a blocky orange bell pepper. And it was a winner in 2011. Then there's um, just sweet, which is a new winner in 2019. It's a bell, but it's kind of long and skinny, kind of cone shaped, I guess. Uh, Gypsy, which is one of my favorites is from 1981. So it's an older variety that's still in production. And it's exceptional. It produced until almost Thanksgiving this year.
0: I have grown gypsies every year for, uh, for probably 30 years yeah. just because they are edible and tasty at just about every stage of development.
1: Right. And when they're immature, as a, rather than be green like a lot of peppers, they're yellow. And then they mature kind of to an orange. And then when they're really mature, it's a reddish orange red. And they're kind of cone-shaped, I guess that's how you describe them. Not really big, but, you know, they're maybe three or four inches long. Fabulous flavor, and they're just wonderful producers. I grow it every year as well.
0: Yeah, it's great in salads as well. It's a sweet pepper.
1: Right. A couple of the others that we grew were roulette habanero. Now, that sounds strange for a sweet pepper, but it's a habanero that has no heat. And since I can't eat spicy things. I've never eaten a habanero, so I like to grow the roulette because I can get the flavor, that fruity flavor of a habanero without the heat, and it's done very well. Um, Cornito giallo is another one that we grew last year. It's a yellow sweet Italian frying pepper, so they're kind of long and skinny, and then another one that it was an Italian frying pepper was escamillo. Um, both of those were 2016 winners, and they were really good producers.
0: One uh Non habanero habanero that I grew last year was from Baker Creek. It's an heirloom variety called not a peño which basically means it's it is a, ha, a, a jalapeno, but it has no heat, and it too was very tasty. The nata peño
1: Yeah, I grow one every year at home. Um, we haven't done it out at the Hort Center, but it's called Tricked You, which is a jalapeno with no heat. And um, say I, I can't eat jalapenos, but these are big green, which I like to mature to red. Um, jalapenos with no heat and so I can get that flavor without the spiciness.
0: Is it called tricked you or it's, fooled you? It's
1: tricked you. Tricked you is an improvement on the fooled you. One of the peppers that I want to try this year at Sweet Bell is called dragonfly. It's a purple pepper. The judges who trialed it seemed to think it was fabulous. It starts out purple and it will mature to green, um, I'm sorry, will mature to red if you leave it on long enough. But if you harvest it in the purple stage, um, I understand that when you cut it open, it's green inside. So it's kind of pretty to have the purple outside and the green inside. So I want to try that this year. It's a 2022 winter, so we don't have seeds yet. Um, there's also, I wanted to mention a hot pepper that we grew last year. We did grow one. It was called potapeno. Potapeno. It's a jalapeno that is great for hanging baskets. And we did grow it in a hanging container this year, a hanging basket. It was a 2021 winner, so it's pretty recent. Very (laughs) compact. And um, I also grew one at home because my husband likes jalapenos. The fruit are smaller, maybe two inches long. Uh, I like to mature them to red just because I like to mature them to red. But um, they did have pretty spicy um, flavor typical jalapeno. It was a wonderful plant, very attractive, and very small, like six to eight inches tall. It was great in a hanging
0: basket. Getting back to that dragonfly purple sweet pepper, uh, another great purple pepper is tequila. But I too am anxious to try that dragonfly um, purple sweet pepper. And I know that seeds are available from Harris Seed Company if you want to order it. you've heard me talk about the benefits of smart pots the original award-winning fabric containers smart pots are sold around the world they're proudly made 100 percent right here in the usa smart pots is the oldest and still the best of all the fabric plant containers that you might find many of these imitators are selling cheaply made fabric pots that fall apart quickly but not smart pots. There are satisfied smart pot owners who have been using the same smart pots for over a decade, actually approaching 20 years. When you choose smart pot fabric containers, you know you'll be having a superior growing experience with the best product on the market. And your plants will appreciate smart pots too. Because of the 1 million microscopic holes in smart pots, your soil will have better drainage and the roots will be healthier. Those roots won't be going round and round on the outside of the soil ball like you see in so many plastic pots. The air pruning qualities of Smart Pots creates more branching of the roots, and that'll fill more of the usable soil in the Smart Pot. Visit smartpots.com/fred for more information about the complete line of Smart Pots lightweight colorful fabric containers. And don't forget that slash Fred part because on that page are details of discounts when you buy Smart Pots at Amazon. Maybe you want to see them before you buy. Not a problem. Smart Pots are available at independent garden centers as well as select Ace and True Value hardware stores nationwide. To find a store near you or to buy online, visit smartpots.com/slash Fred. Smart Pots, the original award-winning fabric planter. Go to smartpots.com Fred for more information and that special Farmer Fred discount. Go to smartpots.com Fred. If you haven't shopped at your favorite independently owned nursery lately, you know something you're missing out. Now arriving at California, Arizona, and Texas nurseries are Dave Wilson Nursery's excellent lineup of farmer's market favorites of great tasting, healthy fruit and nut varieties. They're already potted up and ready to be planted. We're talking about almonds, blackberries, blueberries, boysenberries, figs, grapes, hops, kiwi, mulberries, olives, pomegranates, and a lot more. For you gardeners in the Pacific Northwest, mountain, and southern states, look for Dave Wilson's Farmer's Market Favorites in January and February. You want more? Well, by the second week in January, you're going to find your favorite Dave Wilson bare root deciduous fruit trees in stock, including my favorite, the plum apricot cross, the pluot. Wholesale grower Dave Wilson Nursery has probably the best lineup of great-tasting fruit and nut varieties of any grower in the United States. Find out more at their website, DaveWilson.com. And while you're there, check out all the videos they have on how to plant and grow all their delicious varieties of fruit and nut trees. Plus, at DaveWilson.com, you're going to find the nursery nearest you that carries Dave Wilson's plants. Your harvest to better health begins at DaveWilson.com. You know, one thing we should talk about, we would be remiss unless we talked about tomatoes. What are some of the All-America Selection winners tomatoes that you've grown in the past here?
1: Well, there's the good old Standby Celebrity, I a very popular one. It's from 1984, so it's been around a long time. It's a determinate tomato, which means it's shorter. It doesn't grow throughout the entire season. It grows to a certain height, flowers, flowers and produces its fruit. So it's good for a smaller area. It's a great red slicer, and what I like about it is that it has good disease resistance. We happen to have fusarium in all of our raised beds out here at the Horticulture Center, and Celebrity is resistant to two races of fusarium. So that's one of the things we look for out here is um, varieties that do have that disease resistance. Another good one is Juliet, very popular. Um, It's from 1999, so it's been around a while. It is a red grape-type tomato. It's indeterminate, so the plant gets fairly good size.
0: We should point out what a grape tomato is.
1: It's a cherry tomato that's elongated. So it's small. Uh, Most cherries are round. A grape tomato is more football-shaped or a little more oblong. Also, big beef, that's been around a long time, since 1994. It's a beefsteak, it's red, it's indeterminate. If you like good-sized tomatoes, big beef is a good one. It also has a good disease resistance, so it's one that we can grow out here. One of the ones that we want to try this year is purple zebra. It's a new winner, it's a 2022 winner. We don't have the seeds for it yet, but it's red with purple and green stripes, it's supposed to be deep mahogany red inside and about three to four ounce fruit, so they're not really big, but it has excellent disease resistance. And that's what we look for. Um, It's beautiful. I've seen the pictures. Uh, Another one we want to try is Sunset Torch. It's a new 2022 winner. It's not a national winner. Most of the ones I've been describing so far have been national winners. This one uh, happens to be a regional winner for the West Northwest, which is our region. They're small, plum-shaped. Uh, one ounce so it would be kind of considered a cherry but elongated a little bit bigger orange with a rose blush Um, they compared it to blush so if you're familiar with that variety which has been very popular uh, they compared it to that and in their trials it was better than blush that's another one that we want to try
0: We should point out that the All-America Selections winners, there are a lot of national winners. And then, as you pointed out, there are regional winners. So no matter where you live in the United States, you can find a list at their website, allamericaselections.org, of the region where you live that has uh, succeeded with those varieties. Because, as I like to point out, all gardening is local. Your results may vary.
1: Right. The All-America Selections, um, actually, before they become winners, they're trialed all throughout North America. And at last count, I think there were about 80 trial gardens in the, in North America.
0: Let's talk about a few other summer vegetables that you may want to grow that are All-America Selections winners that have been trialed out here at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center. How about some eggplant varieties?
1: Mm, eggplant. We always grow eggplant out here. Um, usually, we do the Japanese style. They're the, the more long and skinny. And three of the varieties that we always grow um, that are All-America Selection winners are Hansel, Gretel, and Fairytale. I sense a theme here. Yes. <laughs> Hansel is dark purple, a beautiful eggplant. Gretel is white, and Fairy Tale is purple with white streaks, so it's stunning when you look at it. And if you like eggplant, these particular varieties don't have a lot of seeds. The plants are compact, so they're good to grow in uh, containers, like a half wine barrel or something a little smaller, so they don't get very tall. But, yeah, they, these are great varieties. There's a new one that's coming out, a 2022 winner that's also white called icicle. So when we get those seeds, we'll trial that as, as well.
0: Yeah, that looks like a very interesting eggplant. I was looking at pictures of it earlier. It almost looks like a white carrot. It, it's just a elongated and, and, and very narrow. And I go, huh, that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very long and skinny, according to the pictures. It looks like it's uh, a little less width than the um, Gretel
0: another favorite summertime vegetable that people like to grow is summer squash is there a bad zucchini well uh, well let's put it this way there are better ones that are all America selections winners what are some of these summer squash varieties that have done well here well
1: for zucchini we like bossa nova. it's actually quite beautiful the typical zucchini is kind of a black green color you know dark real dark bossa nova is light green with dark green stripes so it's very attractive it was a great zucchini Um, We also have done Gold Rush, which is a yellow, kind of an orangey-yellow zucchini. And then one that we always like to do is sunburst. It's a scallop or patty pan. It's yellow with a green spot on the blossom end. It's from 1985, so it's been around a while. So that's very popular.
0: And, of course, in many areas of the country, melons are a favorite, watermelons, cantaloupes, muskmelons, things like that. Among the All-America Selections winners of those that you've grown here, what are some of the standouts?
1: The two that we like the best, um, one's called Mini Love. It's from 2017. It's a small, personal sized Reminds me kind of of a bowling ball, only smaller, so it's real round and dark. It's a watermelon? It's a watermelon, and um, it's from 2017. They're on compact vines, so you can grow it in a large container, which we did one year. We did it in a half wine barrel up a short trellis. It's got really sweet red flesh. Doesn't have a lot of seeds, which has... For me, that's that's a plus. Another one that we did last year, it was the first time we'd grown it, is called Gold in Gold. And it's um, kind of football shaped. It has um, yellow rind with gold stripes. and when it is ready to harvest, they'll start seeing some green on it. It's crisp. It has high sugar. It's got this yellow flesh that is so sweet. We love it. And we grew a couple of plants last year, and we got a lot of melon. So it's a high producer. I'm definitely going to grow it this year. Uh, we did find that it was a little hard to know when to harvest it, because typically with a watermelon, you look for the ground spot where it's been laying, and that will be kind of yellowish. Well, this watermelon is yellow, so it doesn't have a ground spot. So it was hard hard to know. So we did the typical look at the tendril closest to the the first leaf next to the stem is it dry we would wrap it that doesn't work most of the time Uh, we'd look for the the skin turning dull okay well what we found after i did some research was you start seeing some green at the stem end so where the stripes were you'll start seeing a little bit of green so that was our key to harvest them and it seemed to work pretty well it's a great watermelon
0: That's right. Thumping on a watermelon has been proven not to be a very reliable indicator of ripeness.
1: True, because it depends on when you wrap it. If it's early in the morning or late in the afternoon, they all sound the same. And I can't distinguish between the ping, ping, ping and the ding, ding, ding. I can't tell the difference. I did want to mention that the Golden Gold is a small, great personal size watermelon. It's not a large one. I'd say it's about the size of, well, smaller than a football. But that shape.
0: Could you grow it in a 15-gallon container?
1: I would think you could. Yeah, certainly. Um, you would want to either let it fall over the container and trail out or provide some kind of a trellising system. We did it in our raised bed. Uh, the, vent- the vines weren't too long. Uh, some of them can go out 20 feet, but um, it still is a vining uh, plant. It's not real compact.
0: Now, how about a regional favorite that actually does well here, but it's probably more popular down south, and that's okra.
1: Right, we tend to grow okra pretty much every year. We have a couple of master gardeners who are from the south and they like okra. So, the varieties that we typically grow are Clemson Spineless, which is an old variety, it's been around forever, a Burgundy, and Candlefire. And um, Burgundy has these bright, purpley red. Pods, So it's quite attractive. Even the stems on the plant are um, that color. And then Candlefire is a newer variety. So they all have done very well here in our climate. And I understand that okra does well in humid south. So, yeah, they're great varieties
0: to try. Did these uh, southern-based master gardeners give you any tips on how to cook it?
1: Yes, actually. Well, if you don't like the sliminess of it, um, I've been told that you can fry it if you deep fry it. That eliminates the sliminess, I guess. If you want that texture, you can do a gumbo or a soup or something, and it will thicken it up that way. I did want to mention the flowers on the okra plant are gorgeous. The um, big yellowish-white flowers, they are in the hibiscus family. So it's a beautiful plant.
0: Now You grew it last year here, and the flowers alone would be worth it just to grow as an ornamental. And what the heck, then you can try okra and see if you like it.
1: Right, And you would want to harvest the okra when they're small, maybe the size of your thumb, and you'd need to do it every couple of days because they grow pretty quickly. Once they get the pods get large, they tend to get a little tough, but then you can let them grow until they're mature, they start to turn woody, and then you can use them in dried arrangements.:
0: Oh ho, oh, there you go. Uh, okra. Add it to your new palette. <laughs> and what was that variety you grew last year that had the beautiful flowers? Do you recall?
1: Well, all three of them did. We grew all three, Clemson, Spineless, Candlefire, and Burgundy last year. And they all had the, the real pretty flowers. So, yeah, they're all similar looking flowers.
0: All right, quite a selection for your summer warm season vegetable garden and uh, wrap up on uh, what has done well in the cool season here in 2021-2022 among the All-America Selections winners planted at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center. If you want more information about the Fair Oaks Hort Center, go to the uh, Master Gardener website, sac, sacmg.ucanr.edu. Dot dot and of course, uh, visit the All-America Selections website, allamericaselections.org. And by the way, there is a dash between the words all and America in the website name. If you want an easier way to do it, just go to today's show notes. I'll have a link for you for the All America Selections winners. Gail pothauer Master Gardener, Veghead Supreme. Thanks for uh, the uh, late winter tour and uh, hopeful look at the summer vegetable garden.
1: It was my pleasure, Fred.
0: Because there are so many demands on your time these days, well, I like to keep the Garden Basics podcast to under 30 minutes. But still, there's a lot more to tackle on all the garden subjects we bring up on the podcast. So for that and a lot more, we're starting up the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred newsletter. It'll be on Substack. It'll go into more details about what you just heard on the latest podcast So, yes, it will be a good supplement for the Garden Basics podcast, but there will be a lot more garden-related material and, uh, you know, probably pictures of my dogs and cats as well. It's the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred newsletter. It's on Substack. And best of all, it's free. There's a link in today's show notes. Or just go to Substack.com and do a search for the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred. That's Substack.com. The Garden Basics with Farmer Fred newsletter. Did I tell you it's free? It's free. Garden Basics comes out every Tuesday and Friday. It's brought to you by SmartPots. Garden Basics is available wherever podcasts are handed out, and that includes Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Google, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and Pocket Casts. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and leaving comments. We appreciate it.